0: Marvelites, welcome to a very special, very exciting episode of This Week in Marvel. It's a big Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse spectacular. Uh, We've got four guests on the show with me. I'm Ryan, a.k.a. Agent M. We have two of the stars of the film, Shamik Moore, who plays Miles Morales, and Jake Johnson, who plays Peter Parker. In addition, we also have two creators I absolutely love, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Now, they developed this together. Phil is writer of the film and producer. Chris is producer. But they've done so much work together, and you'll probably hear me geek out about them. They are wonderful. I love their sense of humor and what they bring to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, both from a Marvel standpoint and just a comedy and fun and animation standpoint. Uh, so there's going to be a bunch of voices on this episode. You'll hear Phil speak first and then Chris. Really fun. Hope you guys dig it. Now, before you listen to the full episode, get your Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse tickets only in theaters December 14th. You can go to bit.ly slash Spider-Verse Ticks to get your advanced tickets or any kind of tickets. Just get them again and again and again. Experience it in IMAX and explore the world of Spider-Man on iTunes. Hope you dig it. I'm so excited because we are inside. I don't know what we call this. Room. The Spider Verse. We're inside the Spider Verse for Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Uh, I'm really excited because we've got Jake Johnson, Shmeek Moore, Phil Lord, Chris Miller. We're here to talk about this film, which I love so much. First thing I want to do, what I always do on this show, is sort of dig into your Marvel origin stories. How did you first get connected to Marvel as like, just someone who knows about it, whether it was, I've had people tell me they had bedsheets before they knew who Spider-Man was, they saw <laughs> cartoons, they played video games, they read comics, whatever it is, I would love to know how you got connected to Marvel whenever.
1: I guess I was four years old, uh, role-playing on the playground, and we took Dixie cups, and we punched out the bottoms and put them on our wrists, and that somehow gave us some kind of and we would fight over who got to be spider-man i occasionally outlasted people and then you know as i got a little bit older my negligent parents would let us ride our bike to the comic book shop and stay there all day on a saturday (laughs) like literally ride five miles on a bmx bike at the age of 10 to coral comics in south miami and we would just hang out there read books and talk to the like, comic shop owner, and like, that place was like a community for us. And I became a Marvel fan and a collector and started following artists and noticing how everybody interpreted the characters differently that you know like Walt Simonson drew differently than Bill Sienkiewicz who drew differently from Arthur Adams and like those personalities bringing their point of view to the comics was a real revelation for us and a big thing that informed like how we approached the movie. We wanted you to feel the artist's hand all over the screen.
2: When I was a kid, my first comic book I had was an encyclopedia of Marvel characters that had on each page it had a, a couple characters and what their powers were and their weaknesses were. And I studied it like it was the Bible, and I had never actually read a full comic book until... Then I was like, wait, there's stories about these guys? <laughs> and that was way, way more impressive. It turns out that you can actually tell stories with these guys, but I was really obsessed... <laughs> <laughs> with all of their stats, and I was like, it was baseball
1: cards. That's or amazing. Did you have a how to draw a comics in Marvel way? I did have a how to draw a comics in Marvel a way. A lot of I people I know like started like a, their a drawing, drawing lessons. That was like, like their art school. This drawing. book mm. that was literally just like it was like John Byrne and yeah. Stanley. I think like just breaking down how you would make all the forms right and how to create like good attitudes and tell stories with the poses and stuff. Oh, yeah. And a lot of animators like talk about how that's like how they figured out how to how to be more expressive with wow. how people move.
2: Yeah, but not just about anatomy, but silhouettes and all that type of stuff. I also had like uh, baseball cards and other stuff, because, you know, sure. well-rounded kid. Okay. I <laughs> yeah. was super cool. Uh, well, it's yeah. really yeah.
3: actually nice hearing this, because Shamik and I have done our press together, uh-huh. and a lot of questions that I've been asked is, how did I feel, did I feel a lot of pressure playing Peter Parker? And honestly, the answer I've given, and I'm not just saying to kiss butt in front of you guys, but it's, it was no because we had them and we had our directors who know the world so deeply and who love the world so much. So somebody like me, the Marvel movies and all these characters have always been around. My brother was into comic books, but I never dove too deep in. Yeah. So I've known Spider-Man, obviously, since I was born in 78. So he's just always been part of it. Yeah. All these characters have always been part of my life, but they've never been my thing. And so jumping into this, I keep getting asked like how much pressure I felt and how much research I did. And really the research and pressure would be showing up to work and going like, what do you guys think of this?
4: <laughs> and they
3: would like, it should be more like this. And being like, great, I agree. <laughs> and then hearing that answer, I was like, that's what we've been talking about when yeah. we'll get in. We're like... We had a team around us of people who like breathed this stuff, and so it really took the pressure off of us. Which was Uh, wonderful.
4: I would just watch cartoons with my older cousin, and Miles was a part of that, and I got attached to the idea of being Miles Morales after seeing him make an appearance on the television screen. I don't know which character was the first Marvel character I ever saw, but... uh, you know, I know Spider-Man was the first Marvel character I saw as a live-action film when I went to the theater. It was the Tobey uh, Maguire version. Uh, version of it. And uh, here we are at the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie, 2018, <laughs> December 14th, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, sir. This man understands sales. <laughs> That's right. That's also, this right.
0: might go out as movie's in theaters, but that's great. Doesn't matter, it. this man, it him, matter. man. Uh, yeah. I very specifically remember when the movie was announced. I was here in in LA doing meetings or whatever it was, and it popped up like an alert, like a spider alert, Lord and Miller to do Spider-Man movie, and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> like, like, what, what world am I living in? I'm a huge Clone High fan. I just got to go. Oh, oh wow. 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 So, like, Deep cut. When I went to, I think one of my first trips to Canada, I knew they had a DVD set, a legal DVD set. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I will buy this because it's never going to be released in, in America. So I've had that for years. Oh, nice. And so I, I'm a big fan, love all the stuff that you guys have done. So this was very good news. <laughs> <laughs> this is my very long-winded way of, of really asking, like, how long has the movie been in the works? How long have you guys been putting it
1: all together? We started in 2014, probably, right? With yeah. A, with getting a phone call from Amy saying, Avi and I have a weird idea. We want to do an animated Spider-Man movie. And uh, not long after that, we said, well, could it be about Miles? And everybody was super excited about that. And then in 2015, we started trying to figure out the story. And uh, this is really dorky. I'm an art history major. I went to uh, a Jeff Koons retrospective at the Whitney. (laughs) Uh And it was like walking around. He takes like all kinds of weird images from popular culture and renaissance paintings and there's a bust of louis the 16th that he made i was like he's refracting our culture and like and distorting it and like showing it back to us and i was like maybe we can make a movie that does that <laughs> and that's when i was like uh, i called chris i was like i think we should really do this <laughs> that's like, amazing yeah it's weird <laughs> yeah but that was the genesis of it and then we thought there was such a strong emotional core to miles backstory and his family and the fact that they were intact, they were doing the best they could to support him, a talented kid trying to figure out how to get him where he wants to go. And he's a guy who's trying to figure out how can he be his best self. And then we thought, wouldn't it be cool to do kind of a karate kid story with him and Peter Parker, where Peter Parker comes into the movie and he's supposed to be an older and wiser mentor, but he doesn't know anything about that because it's the first time he's ever had to do it. It's like, Karate Kid, where Mr. Miyagi doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that seemed like a really funny relationship to build a movie around. And, oh, yeah. and that's kind of what started it.
0: You know, I was interested, because I was looking at, Miles has only been around for like seven years. This, mm-hmm. Like now. And uh, it, you're saying 2014, 2015. Like, that is wild. He, <laughs> even his backstory, everything about him has really come together, especially over the last couple of years and all the stories we've been telling. Was it really just that quick where you're like, you know what? Miles is our guy.
1: I don't need to tell you, it was like that that character caught fire, right? Right away. And then I just went into the books, which I knew a little bit, but I was like, There's gotta be a way to do this that feels like it's something that you haven't seen yet. And that just seemed like the biggest opportunity. And then I got to know Brian Bendis a little bit and talk to him about, you know, what it meant to him and his family to to, to create this character and the stuff the work that Sarah Pacelli did and then it just felt like such a cool thing to do and I really and, liked him.
0: <laughs> I love Brian. Sneak um, Jake, when and how did you get brought into the project?
4: Uh, I got brought into it when I was I had to be about 20 when I officially booked it. Something like that. I'm 23 now.
3: We're just a couple of 23-year-old kids. A <laughs> yeah. couple of young, young actors on the 20. rise. A <laughs> couple of fashion hunks. <laughs> <laughs> going.
4: Let these old squares back there That's talk. It. That's it.
2: You're 24. So. You envisioned it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: I, I, um, I mentioned it a little earlier, but I, I saw Miles Morales, and I felt like I was him based on how they drew his face. What not like in the mirror it looked exactly like me. It wasn't just like the color of our skin So I felt like I was animated and I was I was him on the screen I wrote in my journal while filming the movie dope. I am miles morales. I am spider-man because that at that time I'm practicing the secret the law of attraction and the four agreements and I'm meditating and You know eating healthy working out and my friend comes upstairs uh, She plays my best friend in the movie dope she comes upstairs. She's like yo I just got us some journals, you know, it's time to start writing your thoughts. But I noticed I didn't like just writing sentences on each row that was on the, I didn't want to write like that, like an essay. I just wanted to draw and like, there's like a blank wall and you just have your friends come over the house and they just write stuff. That's how I like to write in my journal. So I'm just starting to write and draw and stuff and I'm like, I am Miles Morales. I am Spider-Man. And I'm just that was one of a lot of things that's in that journal. I'm just trying to make it artsy. And like, you know, sometimes I'll write a paragraph, but really I'm just drawing what's in my head just randomly. I don't speak like I'm, I'm saying an essay. I speak very like <laughs> abstract kind of. And um, long story short, the movie Dope it came out the same year we filmed it at uh, Sundance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess these guys saw it. And uh, I saw
1: it in the theater, but I remember being like, this guy's amazing and he's so sweet. And when we thought about this character, I was like, I bet Shamik would do great. And yeah. he did. And he did. Yeah. They're, 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 oh, thank you. And
4: thank the you. the dream <laughs> journal came true. That's the a, journal a, came true, you know? Like, and that's a great,
0: like, beautiful story. Keeping that flame alive is an important thing. And I think then you're playing a superhero. Whose heart is so like such a part of them. Uh-huh. It's amazing, man.
4: Oh, thank you. I, I definitely feel blessed and chosen. They chose me the way the spider chose mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Okay. Uh-huh. Boom. It's true.
0: So, Jake, what's your inspiring story? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I
3: was eating healthy and meditating. <laughs> no, mine is I got an email a few years back from Phil, and I think the whole email, if I'm rewriting history, tell me, but I think it just said, I'm writing an animated movie. I've got you in mind for it, but you would have to audition for it. Is that something you would do? I, I, didn't, I didn't mention Peter Parker, or Spider-Man. And, no, you, and oh, you right, because it was kind of a big secret. It was a big secret. No, you see, said Chris and I are doing this, blah, blah, blah. Um, just want to know, like, I'm doing it where your interest. And honestly, I was 100% in. I'm a huge fan of these guys. I've told it to them and said it behind their back during press. But <laughs> I knew going in that if these guys were at the head, it was gonna be very good and it was gonna be very smart, and hearing the way even Phil talked about the inspiration for it, that's kinda what you want as an actor, the creator-director guys to be talking about Before an inspiration, going to a museum,
0: yeah. <laughs> seeing art,
3: as opposed to a lot of the movies where you don't want to hear the way those guys came up with those movies. Yeah. It felt like it was in some like, boardroom, and you're, like, you're crunching athletic numbers. Yeah. So I was just in, and yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever it takes, I'm in. And then later I heard it was Peter Parker. And I did get that rush of like, whoa, a 40-year-old Peter. But my whole take and my whole way into this was I never thought about the Marvel universe of it or the superhero version of it. I always just thought of Peter the way I still think about him as just a regular guy. And yes, he's got these powers, but I never thought of the final product while recording it. And while acting opposite Shamit because we got to be in the booth together, we were just doing scenes. And the scene is if this kid's annoying you and you need his help, Forget anything else you have in terms of powers because Peter can't control minds. So Mm -hmm. it was just an acting game. And for me, seeing the movie and seeing the final product, I got to experience it as a fan because I was like I had heard what they said if they're going to make a comic book come to life they're going to push the limit with animation and really what that means to me is like blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means you know but all the directors would say you know it today would be like man we're really pushing I would be like sounds great I don't have yeah. a visual and then yeah. when I'm recording and they would show me a little thing on the computer and it would be like a stick figure and, like, and that's going to be great I'm like I don't have the vision gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> and so seeing the final product I got to be like oh wow the whole world comes together and it was great yeah
0: does that provide a challenge for you guys as you're in the booth you're talking you you read these lines but there's no there is no visual I mean and you guys have got it in your heads the directors have probably got in their heads
3: but for you it's just like going to town no it meant nothing to me it was just an acting thing I really liked it it felt like acting in a regular scene in a regular movie but all the lights were off So I thought, wow, you got to strip away all the hair and makeup and how you look in your wardrobe and the beautiful set. When you go on a movie, the sets are spectacular. And so you're like, oh, I, I can just do less because look at the surroundings and look at these beautiful people around. And here, all that was turned off. And so what they heard was the performance and how you delivered the lines. So what I liked about it was the only conversation was if it's a joke or an emotional moment, we had finished a take and I could look over and see them and be like, did you guys feel like that felt right?
4: I do a lot of looking over too. Continue. (laughs) But but it was nice.
3: It was just, everything was stripped away and you actually just got to act. And they would be right there and tell you if you were hitting it the way they wanted you to hit it.
1: You're also creating it together. That's the nice thing about being in one of those booths. It's like, it is somewhat like recording an album. Like, let's try this thing. Right. You know, like, what's the truth of you in that situation? What would that be like? Totally. Because we don't have, like, a million crew members that have designed a shot that has to go into a, like, perfectly set up script. That's right. This is, like, let's explore what these characters are like together. And we get the luxury of going back and cherry-picking, like, the three or four amazing moments that came out of that day and putting them into the movie.
2: And going back and then coming back again, it just keeps changing because once you guys became involved, like your general mix of earnestness and swagger was like this very authentic thing that became what miles was right and that when we were feeling where where you were taking the character then we could rewrite the scenes to make them more like that and the same thing with where you were taking peter as this kind of like uh, I Sweet, sweet, yeah. continue. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super, yeah. Super handsome, really swinger, intelligent. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I will Brilliant use no adjective to describe <laughs> what you were thinking you were going for. But, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but it was, a, it was really inspiring to go back and go, like, okay, well, we need to rework on the scene because it doesn't quite work anymore, but Let's take what, what Jake's doing and build on that. So it was really back and forth and it just evolved over the years. So um it's a lot of thanks to these these gentlemen right oh, here. Yeah.
0: It's cool because you think of an animated movie and, and the work that has to go into that and like, okay, you're locked into the way this looks, but if you guys are able to riff and then you're turning it around and you're changing it, it seems so fun. And I was thinking about the you know, when Miles is sketching and he's singing in the beginning, like that just felt I was like it's miles like i had that feeling like it felt so real was that you was that on the page
4: well they emailed my team or whatever the day before and they're like hey we want you to sing this song tomorrow and i'm like okay um and i go to the the, the sony studios the next day and then uh teams in there and i'm like okay and they're like all right Shamik, well you're going to sing this song now and i'm like all right you know, they're like, you want the lights off or whatever? I was like, yeah, sure, you know. And then I think at one point everybody just went to the other room or maybe yeah. everybody was in there. Yeah, because you seemed
1: like you were like more comfortable that way. Okay. Like you were singing in the shower or something. Boom.
4: So I'm in there and I just, you know, started like, okay, well, Shamik, you know, you are singing the song and you're listening. And, you know, your mom is calling out to you and here we go. You know, and I just did it. And uh, yeah, that's that's how it turned out. I think uh, it it was best executed the way uh, that it was. Which <laughs> <is> that? <laughs> well, but the, the truth of that day <laughs> was that like
1: it, it was hard to get your head around. No, it's better if you are not doing that good of a job.
2: Right. You don't know all the words. <laughs> right. Because you're, you're still... a musician. So yeah, when yeah. you get in front of a microphone to sing yeah. a song, you're trying yeah, to sing nail it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so funny. Yeah. So we're like,
1: like no, you're yeah, too good. You're too good. So we're good. like, honestly, we're gonna. I don't know if you. Knew this we're just gonna like roll don't tell shameek because he's gonna work this out <laughs> And because he's, he's like i just want out. to practice and learn the song like, this is the yep, time to record this is hit <laughs> the red button right now amazing <laughs> right because you gave us this thing where like you were singing along with it the way you sing along with a song on the radio where you haven't learned it you don't have the sheet yeah. music you heard it
2: twice before and you and you and you know you the you think you know
1: the words but you're not exactly sure oh, and still so right and that's what it feels like to like sing a song by yourself without feeling you know self-conscious yeah. and then we were like i think he's a little worried about us let's get out of this room and let's just like turn the lights off and like you could just be by yourself and uh-huh. that really came across uh-huh. and and what's funny about that scene is there were other songs in it that were kind of like cooler Uh you know and that song became like a beautiful like hit it's gone gold already by the time you hear this it's probably going to have gone (laughs) platinum but we wanted something that was where he was like trying to punch above his weight in the song and like try to sing something that was like higher register yeah higher register we couldn't quite get
4: there yeah yeah and uh my my pitch when my music does come out, I'm more of a tenor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah.
0: Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is, and I say this earnestly, honestly, maybe the best love letter to Marvel comics I've seen on film. Like there was a swell in my heart watching it. You know, like this celebrates everything that makes up this world. There's comics in the movie. It's just like this is beautiful. This is American art. It made me really happy. Was I love the, the comic
1: code. Oh, it like yeah. tells you I have a little people pin. who made it know. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it was, it was, that was wonderful. But was that specifically you guys? Were there other people in the production who said, what if we did this? What if we put this in there?
2: It was a huge team effort. I mean, it all started with us going, you could use animation to tell a comic book hero story that looks like you're actually inside a comic book. And can we do that? We called up our production designer, Justin Thompson, we've worked with before, and, uh, and pitched him that idea. And he was like, yeah, let's go for it. And everybody over at Sony was really up for the challenge. It was really, really hard. It ended up being so complicated trying to like match CG with two D hand drawn stuff, and all of these you know printing type effects in the in the lighting and the textures and the rendering was really, really complicated and really hard. But it was the efforts of a huge team of people, um, the three directors, that were bringing their love of of comics and their love of animation and bringing all that stuff together.
1: It might surprise you to find that the Venn diagram of comic book enthusiasts and animation geeks is very tight. (laughs) Big overlap. Big overlap. So if if you got anything wrong, there would be like, you would just be in a meeting Um, and someone mm, would whisper, Well, actually, um, Penny wouldn't do that. She's actually uh, Japanese American. She lives in, a, in <laughs> New York in the year 3000. I'm like, oh,
0: okay. Um, what
1: year exactly, <laughs> and they would have it on dial. Miles, yeah. I mean, it was like they knew the numbers of the universes. So you had a great safety net. Yeah. And it yeah.
2: was a lot of these things where people would throw out, like, well, what if, what if? Bob Persichetti, one of the directors, was like, what if we did this in a variable frame rate so that we could have it feel more still, that there's no motion blur, so that anytime you freeze it, you feel like you're looking at a painting. It was, um, it was Justin Thompson who was like, instead of having things go blurry in the background, let's use chromatic aberration like an error in printing in the four-color comic book printing process. And everybody was, was jumping on this concept that we were like, what if? And everyone was like, yes!
1: Yeah, what are your ten favorite spider suits that you would want to like, see in the thing, right? And so like, everybody Everyone's is pitching. like, could it be this, could it be that, right? The thing with the cape where we actually we had to dig up and find, I know there's one with a cape. There's a canonical one with a cape. Yeah. I know it. And there and was. We, and there was, you know, it, it's stuff like that. Like, it, it's obviously made a movie that's made by fans. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah and it, it is gorgeous. Like, the character designs particularly, I think... They're incredible. How long did you go through many different iterations of, of miles and, and the different Peters and everything?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of exploration and we wound up in an awesome place where, you know, we have all these beautiful drawings and this guy, Sheun, rock star, character designer, did a lot of the work and he brought a lot of warmth to it, you know? It would be easy for it to feel iconographic and kind of remote and kind of cool. And I love all this stuff, but like, you know, like the Bruce Tim look, that thing. I think we wanted to make it really specific and feel like this was a, a human being with a lot of character in his face, you know? So each of these guys, we wanted to be as, as specific as possible. So a lot of times we're looking at photo reference of like, I just like this one guy in this one random photograph. And let's kind of make him feel like that. Obviously, like the cast gave us some inspiration. But we really wanted it to feel like the movie is based in observation. And so like each character we're trying to like, what is that guy really like? How, How does he hold himself? And so one of the things that's fun is like because we have two Peter Parkers in the movie, we could have one that's like the iconographic one, the one who's like the cocky quarterback. Right, and then the guy who like Ben, <laughs> the cocky quarterback, and the no, cocky sorry. Quarterback. Sorry. and then the guy who's like been in the job a long time and develop a lot of character and, and taken a few hits,
2: and in his own ways, even cooler than
1: the quarterback <laughs> guy. He's got wiser, yeah. James, yes. smarter, more lovable, um, more but another cool and thing
2: real. It was that you know bringing some of the other characters from other universes allowed us to to give each of them their own animation style and put them together and have, like, an anime character next to a cartoon pig, uh, you know, next to a black-and-white character. And to be able to have every one of them have their own style, their own method of rendering, and their own artistry on them and, and occupy the same frame was, like... Well, I hope this works. Or, or people do to think <laughs> the movie's broken. <laughs>
0: yeah, for for you guys, did the way you you act, the way you moved, did that influence at all the way like the characters were portrayed? Because I think it, you know, I keep going back to like the sketching and the singing, and just felt like felt re- very real, very human. Was it some of you guys like the acting part of it
3: in the booth together? I don't. That would be more for them, at least from my end. I. Even though it's an animated movie, I've done animation before where you've come in after everything's been animated and it's essentially like ADR where you see the scene and then you just throw your lines in between and you mostly do two or three takes of that and move on. This really wasn't that because as they were saying before, like we did it for so long. We recorded this for two and a half years together. So I I don't know what they use from our movements, but... I do know when we were recording, it it didn't necessarily just feel like an animated movie. It felt like we were all making something together. So in that booth, there wasn't a lot of thought or conversation at all about how Peter was moving. It was all at that point, we're bringing Peter to life right now. And if I was doing a scene about MJ, we would have long conversations about what he felt about her and where he was emotionally and we would talk about it and we would have like emotional talks the way you would on set of a movie. And so in terms of what they did after in the animation, I don't know, I was always Mm -hmm. I was gone. We have
1: video reference, you know, that we have of you guys that we take and we offer that to the animators to, you know, to use as a resource. But more than anything, we just encourage people to like, listen to what's going on in these voice performances and listen to the idiosyncrasies, the mistakes, the breaths, right the hesitations that those things that sometimes get cleaned out of things mm-hmm. that's our gold that's what makes you imagine a guy like you know in between words just kind of like not knowing what to say and looking down yeah. so the spaces in between are really valuable and so it makes it a really neat handshake between what these guys did and what you know bob and the animation team did you know and it really is an, a collaboration
0: uh, you guys have seen the movie, the yeah. final cut. Well, we, uh, you, uh, you talked a little bit about your reactions. Have you not
4: seen it? Yet? We, we saw, saw it together. Close, uh, it wasn't completely done, but ninety um, percent. It was ninety percent done.
0: Well, what's your reaction? Like, the, after you finish it, uh, to see Miles, to see you as Miles.
4: My, my genuine reaction was kind of like, I, for the first twenty minutes, I was just kind of taking it in. Still, what I just watched, I looked at you and I was like, dude, that was. That was amazing, that was good, like, you know, he was like, yeah, dude, I think you're not going to have an issue with your dreams and stuff, and like, you know, and I was, really like, you, I was like, dude, you, I was like, dude, you, I, I, one of my favorite parts of the movie was when he appro- he's trying to approach Mary Jane, and I'm telling him that, and we, we was just talking about it, and I, you know, my mom's asking, yo, how was the movie? And I was like, mom, I, I don't know how to explain what I looked at, but I'm happy I'm Mouse, You know, and she, you know, she, she, everybody I know is pretty much, uh, the excitement for the movie has uh, gone up a notch with uh, the people in my life. I'm talking about as of today. You know what I'm saying? I guess the press has really made started. a difference of, uh, you know, people are hitting me up now and my interactions <laughs> on, on, uh, on, on Instagram has gone up in a yep. day, like, yep. you know, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, oh, wait a second, what's going on? I knew it was dope, but to, to see that, it, <laughs> no pun intended, um, I'm saying, I knew it was, it was going to be cool. And like you said earlier, like they would say a comic book come to life. So I expected it to be at least as amazing as what I've seen, you know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, looking at them execute what they said but exceed expectations is why I think this movie is getting the reaction that it's getting. Like even the, the press and what's out there, the billboards, the pictures, the, the the videos, the trailer, all that looks great. But the movie is really the prize and it's like, oh, it's, right. this is Wow, this is going to be the best movie I've seen from a, you know, and it's it's because we we kind of come in like the underdogs a bit. Even you guys were like, ah, we don't want to make another Spider-Man movie. <laughs> but if we do it, it's going to be miles." So, you know what I mean? And uh, kudos to you guys and everybody, you know, the whole team because I think we exceeded expectations.
0: And it's got such a cool diverse cast. Like, how did you guys land on the the Spider-Verse characters? The wild array that we have. <laughs> I will say, I hope if we make another one, if you guys make another one, there's a, uh, a Japanese uh, Spider-Man who drives oh, a, yes. uh, a giant robot. Oh yes, oh, we uh, oh my like god! Him, and... How
1: we managed to resist that? And, uh, I don't know, Spider-Man, uh, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah,
2: the, it was discussed. It was definitely say. discussed. And Leopardon is drawn uh, on his desk at the very beginning. There's a Leopardon reference. I guess I gotta uh, go see it right you know, it all started with Miles as the center of his his movie, his story. And then his relationship with Peter was like the, the big relationship of the movie. And then the next one that came was, was Gwen because we were big fans. Yeah. And just the book that Jason and Robbie and Rico and their work, so beautiful and striking. Mm-hmm. And she's such a cool, iconic character. Like when you just see her on the cover, you like, Who's that? I want, to, I want to follow that person. Yeah, So and that, between the
1: two characters, they really refresh the idea of Spider-Man really completely, right? Like, yeah.
2: And um, uh, and for the rest of it, it was really just about, like, who would be the weirdest next to each other, <laughs> right? Who would be the most different, what would be the most diverse array of characters that could all be so different but have gone through the same thing and find a commonality and a common goal and 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 say something about what a hero really means like finding out all these people are so different but we're all really the same right
0: yeah which sort of brings me to the Stanley cameo which mm-hmm. got me choked up i mean i yeah. saw it it was a week after stan passed and I'd, I'd met stan a bunch of times and what stan his message of any one of us can wear the mask can be spider-man can be the superhero something that marvel that stan that we've always talked about and to see it said in that way by Stan at this point meant so much. How important was it for you guys to make sure that that landed in the film?
1: Well, we obviously you know, have been working on that for about a year and trying to figure out what would be the right way for him to cameo in the movie. We didn't want it to be a, like, too cute of a thing because he's the godparent of you know, this character along with Ditko. In in a way, he needed to have a more impactful part in Miles' story. So the idea that he would give him his costume, his first costume, and kind of let him know, reassure him, like it's gonna work out. It might take you a while, you know. It always fits eventually, you know. And the idea of his relationship with Spider-Man is the first line is "I'm gonna miss him," which now has like a double meaning, right? Yeah. But it's like he's so connected with this character he's like a parent who created this thing that went off and did outrageously amazing things and meant so much to so many people that had a life beyond what I you know what the, those two guys must have intended right yeah. <laughs> it just it just became a whole other thing and, and what's so special about the, the Stanley that we met and whose writing we used to read is that he was cool with sharing that. He wasn't a guy protecting it. I'm the only one who can do this. This was mm-hmm. like, you guys all enjoy this. This story belongs to everyone. Mm-hmm. And that was really powerful. You could feel it at the age of 11, reading the letters you know, from Stan in the comics. Welcome. Come in. Be a part of this. We're in this together. Excelsior. And you, you felt so included. And so I think it's an amazing tribute to him that... There's so many spider people, and the Spider-Man idea is so inclusive, right? You can be a Japanese-American girl from the future <laughs> in a robot, and that's still something that you can be a part of. Yeah, right. And that seems to me like totally, like, that's what that was their big idea. Yeah. You could be a Jewish kid in Queens and be a superhero. You didn't have to be a handsome guy from outer space. And... <laughs> And I think at that time, must have been such a
4: revolution. Yeah.
0: All right. Last question, not as heavy, not as uh, right. impactful. Just simple favorite lines, favorite moments from the film.
4: My, one of my favorite moments is when Miles is running upstairs. He's about to take that first leap across the, the rooftops, and he runs right back downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to me, I laughed so hard the first time I saw that, because I was like, you know what? They made sure they tested the culture with that one. They yeah. I mean, Well, I'm not about to jump across no roof. <laughs> I'm not about to do that just because I've seen it. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a little bit more confidence that I'm gonna make it across first. But we know Toby McGuire was a bit more confident in that jump, you know. Um, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I like the scene when Peter first goes back to his Aunt May's house, and. In this type of movie, that level of kind of heart and sadness of seeing that, like, humanity of all that, that was really fun and intense to try to do, and it was really fun to watch, and I love that this movie has ridiculous comedy and crazy action and great moments, and then moments like that, too. So I think that was probably one of my favorites. I love that
2: How about when, uh, when Peter cries in the shower in his Spider-Man suit? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even have um, that, time that to take it off. That still makes me laugh. Uh, just because you're like, why are you wearing the suit, man? Take it off, it's man. It's so extra sad. <laughs> that,
1: isn't that like, if you're really sad, you don't take your work cords right. off. Exactly. Just, you're you just
3: sad. You gotta, you gotta take a shower. You just torpedo yourself
1: into that bed. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's it. I know. I don't want to give away spoilers. That's like, there's one line that never stops making me laugh that Aunt May says in her house. I love, we don't pick the ballroom, we just dance, which is a noir line that he says. Mm. I like how weird Nick Cage gets in this. so good. And I can just like hear him and Rodney like thinking of things in their record session <laughs> and going like, ah, they, they, I know they were proud of this one. Yeah, <laughs> I would just send
2: Rodney nuggets of 30s lingo and then texts and then he would come up with, Rodney would come up with the craziest bits for, for Noir, it was really,
1: it was hilarious. It, it, one of the things I'm the most proud of in the movie is that it gets so loud sometimes, right? It's mm. like intense. Mm. And then right after that, it'll get so quiet and so intimate and we would be sitting on the mixing stage talking to these like, amazing guys and going like, why don't, how can you help me think more about these two people and what they're going through? could we turn the music down could we turn the, make their voices quieter so i have to like lean forward and like the fact that the movie has those kinds of dynamics and it's all over the story and it's all over the way it got lit and animated that it's really subtle and intimate and it's really big and broad, and it's right up against one another. To me, that's yeah. like a really fun achievement. It's amazing,
0: awesome. Thank you guys for joining us on this I week of Marvel. Thank you. Woo! I'm Ryan,
4: and this is Marvel. Spider-Man, it's in the Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> <Or you. laughs> it's amazing, spectacular, it's yeah. ultimate. <laughs>